Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Get Wisdom founder and director, Carl Mollison. This week, we're going to take a look at the creator's perspective on innocent victims. Uh, I think we're looking at a rather sensitive topic here, Carl. Yes, I think everyone at one time or another has been a victim at someone else's hands. And many people are in a mode of living, a kind of existence, feeling more a victim than anything else. That's quite a dilemma. And so there's a whole spectrum but it's always an opportunity for healing. So it is very helpful to look at the dynamics of this state of being, where it comes from, why, what can we do about it, and how can we get help for ourselves? Society doesn't have good answers still about yeah. most things. Well, I think we have stopgaps, we've got band-aids. We've got a lot of wishful thinking and would-be helpers and so on that have few real solutions to work with. So we need higher help here, and that's what we're here to help convey. Well, I think there's a lot of higher help in this program, so it should be a good one. You asked, Creator, the popular notion of the law of karma is the idea that karma is wholly an anti-perpetrator correction mechanism, that it was designed wholly to correct the problem of evil, and that the problem of evil rests wholly on the shoulders of perpetrators. You know, people who live by the sword shall die by the sword, as Christ put it. Certainly there is more than a little truth in this, but from previous channelings we have come to appreciate that this is not necessarily the whole story. Can Creator provide an updated, short-working definition of the law of karma and its purpose? All right, and this is what I channeled from Creator in answer to the question. The law of karma recognizes all energies, good and bad. You are thinking about victimhood in this series of questions, and so are focusing on the dark end of the spectrum of human affairs, experiences, and their consequences. There are many happy and joyous times people have, at least under ideal circumstances, and many opportunities to share acts of loving kindness to uplift one another and the self as well. Living in joy and harmony with others is divine and is rewarded through the law of karma because it has benefits that help the soul and the soul journey. And one of the ways it helps is to provide a return of an energy expenditure that is for the good in ways that further elevate and propel the soul forward. So this is the great leveler, the law of karma, and that is the best way to think of it. It is not your enemy. It is indeed your friend in all ways because it will reward you when you create situations exhibiting greatness, exhibiting your true inner divinity, your ability to love and to help others. That will circle back around via the law of karma to bring blessings to you in the future in some way or another. Similarly, on the negative end of the spectrum, anything you do that is out of alignment, the law of karma will notice and then will, in some way or another, send you a reminder. 
it is sort of like a bill coming due where you owe the universe some additional compensation because you set in motion a negative circumstance that will have a consequence for someone, whether the self or others. So the law of karma provides a reckoning both for rewards and for disincentives you might think of as punishments but are really intended to right the wrongs of the past by calling for some compensatory energy as a life lesson. It is designed to be instructive, not simply to inflict more pain on the wrongdoer, but perhaps for the first time, show them a taste of their own medicine as a comeuppance, as a wake-up call with the expectation it will provide a negative reinforcement that will help them rein in their reckless conduct and their insensitive treatment of others to be more considerate, more kind and loving, and more understanding and forgiving in the bargain. So whether you are a victim or a perpetrator or someone who simply is doing well, there can be rewards in every instance with respect to gaining ground from learning what not to do as much as what will bring you benefits and glories in your future. Well, I do think this is a pretty complete, um, it answers the question. Please give us a short definition of the purpose of the law of karma. I think uh, Creator delivered that here. Yes, I would agree. This is a, it's, a, it's a balancing mechanism, a restoration mechanism, and a kind of watchdog. Right. And there's certainly an intent behind it. Um, obviously, the intent doesn't always work, I guess. <laughs> Well, but, it always uh, works. The problem is one of timing. Right. Sometimes karma, karma comes back around in your next life. Right. So no, it's a I, little I say late it to help this one. You know, when I but say it doesn't work, I meant it's, it's, it's supposed to act as a reforming mechanism to basically wake up yeah. somebody to their wrongdoing. And that doesn't always work. Right. In the People sense don't of, always get the message and right, understand exactly. it. And, yes. Uh, yes, they resist yeah. what the world <laughs> and the universe is telling them. A lot, actually. A lot of them do. <laughs> okay. U.S. Creator, we live in a time where the specialness of victimhood seems to be undergoing a celebration like never before when being a victim somehow confers exalted status, sign of purity, righteousness, and most importantly, innocence, as if it was actually something to aspire to. Can Creator comment on the notion of innocence and if the term innocent victim has any genuine importance and status in the eyes of the divine. Right, and these are Creator's words. The truly innocent victim always gives birth to compassion from the divine realm and all its inhabitants. This is because it is the ultimate in contrast. The purity of divinity subjected to negative negativity in some fashion that may, in fact, be on a level that is truly evil. We would say that many, if not most times, when people are an innocent victim, they have contributed nonetheless to that situation in some way or another, if only taking some risk to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Many examples that become widely known are, in fact, circumstances where there is a long-standing situation or relationship where someone is at a disadvantage in being with a perpetrator who indulges in evil acts and will harm their victims over and over again. But often what is lost in the shuffle is the fact that there is something lacking in that victim in the way of strength, inner resolve, awareness, and a meaningful and effective desire for their betterment 
backed up by the intention and a track record of wanting to better themselves, rise above their station in life, and to find a way to be around people in situations that offer fairer treatment and greater safety and rewards of some kind. Those are hardly the actions of an innocent victim, but rather someone who is their own champion and, in effect, a kind of warrior for good, if only on a small scale. The law of karma will see this quite clearly, that any inner weakness is not only a hazard and a liability, but a kind of karmic transgression in violation of that very standard we described previously for you, that each person is the guardian of their own soul and has a sacred obligation to see to their own well-being and to be protected from harm in particular. So they can soldier on and make the most of their life through surviving and re-entering the fray again and again, because that will lead to the growth that comes from further achievement. The fact it might require a tremendous effort is, in one sense, a penalty, but will represent a greater victory for that potential victim, who may end up the winner in having prevailed, and proves the would-be perpetrator, in the end, powerless to have controlled them and taken them out. So there are many, many circumstances and many nuances that will determine the balance of forces and the meaning of the energies involved when there is seeming harm done to another. All victims are not equally innocent, in other words, and this is an important distinction. Someone who has a karmic history of being victimized at the hands of others may, in fact, recreate that scenario in life after life. And this will deepen the karmic involvement and increase the size of the penalty, especially for the victim. This simply speaks to a need for a healing intervention. And in most cases, this will require help from a third party because hardcore victims, just like hardcore perpetrators, are difficult to reach and difficult to heal and repair primarily because their own karma leads them to many false beliefs about the inevitability of their particular predilections and shortcomings. This is just such an amazing answer. And Creator puts together these definitions, these paragraphs in such a profound way, you know, really filling it full of meaning. Um, Just for example, the idea of being your own champion, you know, that by itself is just incredible. <laughs> and uh, there's just so much in this in this channeling. Well, that's the ideal. I, yeah. I, I have many clients who are so far away from being capable enough to do that that they are truly helpless. But yeah. Creator is telling an important truth here that when you dig a hole for yourself, you may well have to climb out of it one day. Yeah. So be careful how far down you dig. Right. <laughs> That's basically, you know, the, the self-inflicted penalty of surrender and acquiescence to subjugation. Sometimes, you know, that it, it's just too hard to fight back. Well, but really it's sometimes dangerous to fight back. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it is that in many cases. And many, obviously many people really do. That's the idea of the hardcore victim. That's another term that creator introduces here. This hardcore victim idea, you know, it's, it's yes, interesting well, stuff. And I deal with that every day as a healer 
working with people who have been beaten down by life. Yeah. And not just from their own passivity and oversensitivity, vulnerability, fragility, and so on. They're targeted. Right. They have people, <laughs> forces of evil are out to get, and they harangue them and harass them and bully them. And it just, it's unbelievable what some people go through. Yeah. It and it is. creates this karmic pattern then. Because they've never learned, some of them, to stand strong. And and then every life becomes one of struggle and pain and suffering. And they limp along, never really get anywhere. And right. if they have someone to help prop them up, they can maybe survive it and live their life out, but never happy and never really having joy. It, it's sad. It is, yeah. it is it's the mark of evil, first and foremost, that is bringing this about. So I, I, I want to make that clear for people. This isn't about blame. This no, isn't about criticizing the victim here <laughs> and and putting it on their their head. You know, if they're right. suffering, well, it's your you did something. Well, in a sense, karmically, that may be so, but that's just the mechanics of the energies involved, and it's not about right and wrong, good and bad. Right. So we, there, there's a divine love for you that is unimaginable to us as a mere human. Yeah. You are not judged. You are loved unreservedly, and, and God is there for you. Yeah. So we're helping illuminate ways that we can clear away the cobwebs that hold us back from being healable. Yeah, we're because here to help we break the, the chains. power Absolutely. to destroy ourselves. You ask, Creator, humanity has taught from the earliest age that innocent victims owe nothing and, in fact, are owed almost everything. Finding and punishing the perpetrator seems the most obvious duty owed to victims. Does this obsession with justice do more harm than good? All right. And Creator tells us there is much truth in what you point out here that all too often the seeking of justice is more the seeking of retribution than to obtain an accounting and some kind of restitution that makes sense in a practical and meaningful way, especially for the victim. There is much grand and sweeping speech-making about paying debts to society and to right the wrongs done by the criminal through their trial and sentencing to punishment, whether incarceration or, in some cases, death. We see this as a wholly faulty system and orientation to begin with. Two wrongs do not make a right. When someone takes the life of another, it is just as immoral and a transgression from a divine perspective to kill that perpetrator and take their life. This is a twisted view of restoration for the victim. It will not bring them back if they are the deceased victim of a perpetrator. It will not, in the end, do much for the loved ones of that victim to see someone else suffer. That is retributive justice and represents a human-level perspective. All acts of criminality are a demonstration of being out of divine alignment. That is a true dilemma, and that person is suffering and has become a victim themselves. All of that negative karmic trauma will circle back around and weigh on them heavily. There is no escaping it. 
in that sense, one does not need the legal system at all for there to be fairness in the universe. That is seen to automatically by the law of karma. So it is very much the case that anyone who seeks retribution is on a karmic treadmill that in effect draws them into a downward spiral of lowered standards and karmic mischief that will enact penalties that grow over time rather than lessen and be replaced by something more lofty. That is the way to truly right the wrongs of history, not by causing more pain and suffering, but upliftment, inspiration, and loving kindness to be increased and enhanced. That is a far better tribute to the sufferings of a victim than putting people in cages and treating them like animals where there is no possibility, except in the rarest circumstances, for someone to improve their lot and return to a better path rather than a worse one. Often as a hardened criminal with a bitter and greatly enhanced resentment of their treatment by society. When the absence of love is the reason for criminal wrongdoing, to treat them with hatred will only compound the problem and not improve things. This can be done without raising up and exalting the perpetrators so that in effect they gain something from their transgressions. There are many ways that wrongdoing can be rebalanced by the perpetrator that will, in effect, represent a penalty and a sacrifice of theirs to see to, and that is the best way, with the best chance to help them turn things around and approach life with a higher perspective and seeking to gain something better for their efforts instead of criminal activity that will always be a liability and come back to haunt them. Well, well heard uh, many times over how much Creator dislikes our legal system <laughs> and sense of, of uh, the pursuit of justice and, and the way we handle criminal behavior. Um, it is far from perfect. Creator has also indicated that we're doing the best we can, and in some cases we can't just wholesale dispense with everything. But uh, we're a long way from an ideal that we've heard many, many times over, and we hear that here too. Yes, and it, and it gives us a kind of new standard to aim for and the realization we have a lot of work to do to fundamentally change our society and the way it thinks about things. And part of that is the quagmire we are all in as victims in that sense. Even if you've never been touched by crime, you know others who have, you've seen it again and again and again, and you worry about it. You pay heavily, most likely, for insurance of various kinds to protect you from reckless drivers that might not be insured and to protect you as maybe a homeowner or even a renter for being burglarized or some other calamity. Someone sets fire and burns the building down and you lose everything. Well, we all are in this together. Yeah. So we have to have a, a system that works and makes things better and not worse. Well, Clearly, you know, crime is is a huge problem, and people are highly interested in truly effective preventative measures. And there is this idea that if you have a harsh punishment, that that's going to act as a deterrent. Um, But clearly, that's not a perfect deterrent because our jails are full and there's plenty of crime going on in spite of harsh penalties out there. Well, and, and the social scientists who study this avidly with a fervent belief that we've got this all worked out and they can see cause and effect 
and the efficacy of these uh, systems come up short when they do research. They yes. don't see that having the death penalty de- deters murder, for example. No, it clearly doesn't. <laughs> if anybody looks at the statistics, you know. Yeah. And, and certainly lie, uh, laws are not a deterrent to criminality uh, beyond a certain point. Yeah. They deter the honest person from maybe making a temporary transgression turn into action. That, that's true. Yeah, if but you're, they're not the total answer, and so we 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 don't have the total answer yet. And, no. and I think a system that would maybe constrain your life in some way, and maybe put you to work in a different environment, and force you to be more in touch with consequences of what you do, would be instructive rather than languishing in a cage, yeah, forgotten, cool. alone, and branded by society as you know a lesser being. It, that has a lot of promise, I think. Yep, that's certainly problematic. But another problematic thing is we are out of time for this segment. We'll be right back with more Get Wisdom right after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at GetWisdom.com. That's contact at GetWisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the second segment of this week's Get Wisdom. We are looking at Creator's perspective on innocent victims. And it it turns out there's actually quite a bit to parse out here, Carl. It's a complicated issue. And it's deep and wide. In a sense, we're all victims. But there are some who are given an extra helping of that dilemma. And uh, everyone is in need of healing and upliftment. And everyone knows it. You know, there's a lot of talk in the spiritual community about a coming ascension. The religious people, some of them, look to the return of a savior. There's a yearning for a better world. We have to get there under our own steam. We can ask for divine help. Most people aren't doing that. So we're here to help 
fill in some of the blind spots for people and and show them why that's a good idea. Exactly. We're actually going to look at what many people consider the ultimate innocent victim with this question. You asked, Creator, we learned in previous channelings that in recognition of the importance and difficulty of the mission life Jesus was to undergo, his karmic backlog was temporarily suspended. And so, in a real sense, the story he was, quote-unquote, born without sin is, in fact, a true one. So, unless Jesus accumulated karma sufficient to warrant his crucifixion in the short 30-some years of his life, he was, in a truly genuine sense, the ultimate innocent victim. We also know the trouble of the extraterrestrials and what they consider a sign of their control and superiority, as in, We did this to your guy, and you're helplessly reminded of that every time you see it. Given this backdrop, what is Creator's message to innocent victims everywhere? Yeah, and we we lost the word cross, Brian. Your sound cut out just as you were about to say that word. So it's the symbol of the cross. Yeah, the cross is the symbol of of the extraterrestrials, yes. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, unfortunately. So there's a kind of a dual meaning here. Yeah, And this is what Creator will tell us a little about in perspective. In many ways, the life of Jesus Christ is an example of the best and the worst that can happen. He indeed was an elevated being, and this was purposeful to make him larger than life in order to leave others in awe, inspire them to follow his teachings, and to be an influence that could turn the tide going forward to help save humanity from the interlopers. That was his life mission, and it is the life mission of each and every person hearing these words. Every person on the earth comes down to serve the light as best they can. Some are better equipped for it than others. Many have such a huge karmic backlog, they spend all their time and energy fighting their own inner difficulties, tendencies, and weaknesses, whether victim in life after life, or perpetrator, or a mix of both. The life of Jesus Christ was not perfect in every moment, but was close to perfection. The idea of karma being suspended was divine grace to help favor the success of his mission So he was not facing a double penalty of fighting the darkness on the one hand as his primary mission and then having to fight his own inner demons, the karmic backlog of unhealed prior lifetime circumstances that could be a major impediment and represent a significant handicap in the bargain, as is true for the average person. People who incarnate incur life after life of woundings karmic liabilities that grow because in very few lifetimes has there been opportunity for any significant healing to take place. You have simply not been shown how to do it effectively. So the karmic backlog and karmic debts pile up and make each new incarnation a great challenge and a greater one than before. The reality of Christ's persona was that he had lived lives previously and done acts of bravery and given great assistance to the divine. This set him up automatically to be a target of the interlopers. They see every person's past history in the Akashic records. They know who, therefore, is someone who is special in some way and someone who is more ordinary. 
and those who are special are given a severe series of interventions to sideline them, to keep them limited, and often by stirring up their prior karma. So to keep Christ's karma off limits was a deliberate strategy to make him less of a perceptible threat from the outset and to keep him focused on his primary mission and not worrying about having health problems or relationship issues and earning a living and so on that can be troubled because of prior karma bringing about issues that arise and hinder a person as a karmic penalty. Jesus Christ certainly became an iconic figure. The interlopers see this as a kind of inside joke because they promoted the use of the cross as a symbol of Christ's suffering as a reminder and a kind of warning and discouragement for any would-be followers to make so prominent a display of what could happen to them in seeing their beloved leader nailed to a cross and murdered in a most grievous fashion. The fact that this was produced by interlopers and not desired by Jesus Christ himself, nor created by him in deliberately breaking the law in an egregious fashion to become a true criminal, he was in that sense an innocent victim. In the eyes of the state, he was in fact a political criminal, if anything. It was primarily the fact people admired him and he had a following that his enemies found intolerable. So his very success in arousing the passions of fellow humans and bringing out the goodness in them and uplifting them and inspiring them so magnificently was his undoing because the interlopers saw that as a threat to their power and control over humanity. They want people living in fear, not living in joy, and looking beyond their level to something greater. Even though they do not believe in God and see it solely as human folklore and a kind of folly, it nonetheless irks them that their great power and superiority is not, in a sense, worshipped as the ultimate in success, as they believe. Their worlds are based on power and the hierarchy of those who control it through harsh and cruel means. They live lives in a way opposite to being divine and seek to make victims of every human being. You know, when I read this channeling, only one word came to mind, and that was, wow. (laughs) This was an incredible channeling, and there's so much that we learned here that we could easily spend the rest of this show talking about just this one channeling. There's, there's especially like the, the idea that the holding back of Christ's karma was actually a tactical approach. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't just a reward for him or that he was automatically perfect, but it was really a, a means to an end. It was a tactical approach, and that is just such an incredible revelation. Yeah, it's kind of like... Um analogous to the Cape Crusaders of, of fiction, yeah. you know, the, you know, Batman and, uh, you know, having to have a mask and uh, a, a costume. So his true identity is hidden and yeah, can't exactly. be traced and that sort of thing. This, this is very much paralleling the story of Jesus Christ. And uh, one of the questions I mean to ask one of these days of creator is, is the reason Jesus Christ um, not having come back in another reincarnation because they would take him out immediately if he did. 
That's a good question. I look forward yeah. to the answer yeah, to that. They kill him yeah. in the cradle because of what he did when he was here last time. They right. do this to people who they know were humanitarians, who were important world leaders, who were prominent thinkers and right. do-gooders and helpers. Yes, so, so, this, this, so, is, this is the world we're in, unfortunately. So really, if you think about it that way, if there was a second coming of Christ, it happened until the interlopers were actually out of here. People think they look to Christ to come back and get rid of the problems we have. But we have to get rid of the problems first before there's any possibility of that happening, which we're told probably won't happen. But that's an interesting way to think about it. We're the ones responsible here. Yeah. And his you message asked, was to stir up people and get them personally involved. Yes. That's the stage we're at now. It's going to take more than one person. Yeah, it's going to And take. even Jesus Christ could not do it unilaterally, singly, no. as an individual. No, he couldn't. U.S. Creator, rarely is justice swift. It is, it is often unjust itself. This puts the victim in a kind of limbo, waiting for closure that may be long in coming. This leaves the victim as well as onlookers feeling powerless. What is Creator's perspective? All right, the question is about justice being swift, and when it is, it's often unjust. We, you were breaking up a little bit there. Oh, I mean, you may have a loose uh, plug in your... Uh, yeah, Mike or something. No, and also that how powerless victims feel when there isn't swift justice, and they're supposed to wait. That they're forced to wait a long time for yeah. it, if ever. Yeah, we we heard that part. Yeah. Okay. All right. And this is Creator's answer. This is a further example of why seeking retribution through the criminal justice system is a kind of folly in and of itself. Not only does the punishment rarely fit the crime, the reward in terms of restitution in a meaningful way for the victim will seldom meet the level of suffering with any kind of a good fit. So this is a deeply flawed schema that will be futile over the long term in making society truly better. There is no built-in system for criminal reform. There is an incomplete understanding of where criminal behavior comes from and the reasons why. And there is an absence of effective tools to help restore the criminal to a higher way of being. This is a choice made by society itself to pattern after the interlopers who run their worlds in this fashion, where the punishment of wrongdoing is swift and harsh, and often in the eye of the beholder, often being the one who has the most power, and that leader or designated administrator will mete out punishment according to rigid, codified rules that leave no room for compassion. So under such conditions, with a harsh penal system that, may, that many see intuitively is creating a bigger hazard and a larger liability than often the criminal conduct itself, the divine human is seeing through it that the emperor has no clothes that there is a misguided and inappropriate arbitrariness. Even though the rules are spelled out, the laws have precise wording, and the law enforcement somewhat even, at least in its application in categorizing crime, no matter how detailed and nuanced the attempt might be to encompass any possible situation, there will be many exceptions that cannot be adjudicated fairly especially when the system itself is tilted towards punishment and not any kind of restoration for either victim or perpetrator. 
So this is a good example of the world being upside down. The system you work under is not one where being a perpetrator is categorically wrong. It is simply whether the perpetrator is sanctioned by the government to carry out some kind of punishment of another. So the system is faulty to begin with. And when you are building a system to shape human behavior and define codes of conduct based on a hierarchy of power being the most important consideration, the end result is entirely predictable. That there will be many new victims and there will be no winners from such a system, only greater suffering. And this will be a drain on human capital and a stain on the human culture. There are many who see this, and indeed, this is the inspiration for the so-called cancel culture wanting to cancel the police. The attempt to defund the police as a way to expunge perceived wrongdoing is not to extol the virtues of criminality, but a heartfelt if somewhat misguided attempt at achieving greater fairness, and in that sense is reacting appropriately to the distorted world you live in. The problem is that you have too few choices. If you only have the choice of arresting and punishing criminals or allowing them to go free when that punishment might be arbitrary, misguided, and sometimes overkill, to eliminate law enforcement and allow crime to run rampant is not a good solution either. Here again, you are simply shifting things so you have a different set of victims and perhaps many more than would otherwise be the case in neglecting the compelling need to restrain bad behavior. So humanity has much to learn, or we would say unlearn, in how to comprise its institutions and seek a better law enforcement system and effective true assistance for those involved in wrongdoing that will bring in healing for them. In fact, they are getting nothing of the sort under the current system when they are truly suffering a kind of sickness of the soul and an absence of its direct influence on things with troubled human beings in a state of disconnection. You know, it's interesting how Creator points out here that the interlopers desire us to value and worship and uh, really aspire to their system of hierarchy because that's their system, right? And that's what they yeah. think works. But you know, as divine humans, we look at that and say, well, you know, maybe, you know, hierarchy is okay, but there has to be a purpose to it and that we have to have an expectation that those that are at the top of the hierarchy are worthy of being there, you know? <laughs> and uh, that that's, that's the big problem I have. It's like, all right, if you're at the top of the hierarchy, demonstrate how you're worthy of that possessing that, that that position other than just, you know, striking us down and, and being cruel and vindictive, you know, and getting us to cower in fear so that we don't criticize you. That's that's the conundrum that's going on here. Well, I wish that were the only problem. I the know. The problem <laughs> is there aren't good sentences that can be handed out by judges. Right. In other words, a true kind of restitution, a true kind of rehabilitation that would satisfy everyone, including the victim. Yeah. It's- you know, the system's got a grip on this person now, and they're going to be helped to fit into society and become productive. 
no, no one would not want that to happen. But we're not doing that. <laughs> no, we're not. At least, at least we're not doing it on a big scale. I, I do know some judges personally, and some of them, really, you'd be amazed at how far they go out of their way to try to help people. You know, they really are humanitarians, but they can't do it all. Yes, it's just too big a task. Back with more Get Wisdom right after this. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at GetWisdom.com. That's contact at GetWisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to this week's Get Wisdom, the final segment. We are looking at creator's perspective on innocent victims. And there is a wealth of material here. People might not have thought that that would be the case, but my goodness, there's a lot here, Carl. Well, we need to keep pushing, so we do. Let's get going. You ask creator, victims are often thought of as damaged goods. This has been especially true in regard to the crime of rape to such an extreme that some cultures have even blamed the victims themselves and had them put to death along with a perpetrator, or even instead of the perpetrator. There is truth to the notion that emotional trauma can be crippling. What is Creator's perspective on this dilemma? All right, and these are Creator's words. We see this situation as representing a state of vulnerability that comes about often through the harm done by others. When people are wounded by being assaulted, for example, This is a tremendous lowering of vibration that ensues, taking the person out of divine alignment, and it might be quite difficult to once again return to a state of comfort, security, and a high level of expectation and experiencing in the moment. This is an example of the saying, ignorance is bliss. The trauma victim will be reminded again and again of the depravity inflicted upon them, perhaps even just stepping outside and leaving home, knowing they are putting themselves at greater risk will be enough to start anxiety stirring within. Being around members of the opposite sex might become intolerable until some healing is achieved, and so on. 
whenever there is a situation when people become desperate and have a terrible emotional life and physical maladies as a consequence, this cries out for a high-level healing to be offered as a way to obtain a true restoration of well-being. A perpetrator cannot be fully restored and forgiven by the law of karma until there has been a restoration of the victim as a rebalancing of things, a form of repayment of the karmic debt incurred by that perpetrator to set things in motion to harm their victim. So in this sense, the law of karma can be quite a severe taskmaster, so to speak, because one may, in fact, incur not only a life sentence, having a karmic penalty come around to them again and again, it might follow them into future lives as well, until they are finally able to heal their shortcomings and overcome their misalignment. And that will often require seeing to the restitution of their victims, as well as their own disparagement and corruption chosen by them to indulge in. While divine grace can absolve a person from further liabilities as victim or perpetrator, that is bestowed only in special circumstances. In the majority of cases, both perpetrator and victim will continue to struggle with their respective liabilities until they find a way to obtain healing. So there is nothing exalted about being a victim and being damaged visibly to others because everyone knows through life experience such individual can be a liability and certain a burden, certainly a burden, but it is truly a cry for help. And there needs to be greater awareness by all that help is available through the divine realm and the teachings we are giving about healing, even for the really, really deep wounding from the worst of circumstances people experience. I just want to reemphasize that, you know, creator can be creator. The karma can be a difficult taskmaster because as a perpetrator, you're not just responsible for the damage you did to the victim, but you're responsible for the damage that cascades out, that ripples out from that victim and damages others around them. You know, the husband whose wife was, was assaulted. Now he has to deal with this harmed and damaged and traumatized person. And his own happiness is reduced as a result, you know. And then he turns around and goes to work, and his struggles boil out over and affect his co-workers. And on and on it goes, you know. Um, so all that karma is <laughs> recorded and comes back to the person who started that ball rolling. Well, when I work with clients who are struggling with their traumas, it is quite amazing that there is almost always a layer that is coming from other lifetimes. Yeah. Because we've been through these things before. We've had many go-rounds. The average person has had over 400 lifetimes as a physical human. That's a lot of opportunity to get slammed, to have bad relationships and not get anywhere in life and be poor and suffer many illnesses and have many obstacles in your way and to be picked on and bullied and maybe victim of a criminal act, act, act of some kind or even to be killed. 
or see your loved ones treated that way and there's nothing you could do about it and on and on. So we're coming from behind. That's part of the problem. But the darkness isn't letting up either. It wants more. It wants more suffering. And we have to take action to fight that. And what we're told is that the answer is healing. That you have to find healing. And um, the good news is, is that you don't necessarily have to do all the looking, you know, because we're here to try to help you find it. You know, you don't have to go looking and searching for it all by yourself. You know, you can, there's people that you can reach out to, to assist you in that journey. But healing is the real answer to this dilemma. You Indeed. ask creator, can creator share how prayer work and the lightworker healing protocol can empower victims to heal themselves and even their perpetrators and rise above and away from the self-perception of being an innocent and helpless victim? Right, and these are Creator's words. The answer for being out of divine alignment, whether as a perpetrator or a victim, is healing in some form or another. This is why achieving a state of enlightenment is truly a healing journey, not simply the gaining of knowledge and insight about how to be more divine and how to be more lofty in one's thoughts and actions. Simply the overcoming of inner fear once one has been hurt to re-enter the fray, put oneself at risk once again by re-engaging with life is a big, big step for many victims, but will be necessary to regain one's footing and overcome the liabilities created by the painful trauma one has been through. This may require some very specific and high-level maneuvers to achieve the healing necessary. Many people become involved with talk therapies that end up giving relatively little benefit because they are simply reliving the telling of their story over and over and over again. This allows them to better see what happened and how it hurt them and what they are doing now that is dysfunctional and what is disadvantageous about that, and to better define alternative actions, ways of thinking and feeling that could help them live in a stronger and more effective way, and if embraced, help them grow new muscles and recover. But it is always easier said than done. Knowing what one needs to do is not at all the same as having the wherewithal to act on that awareness. That will often require healing of inner roadblocks with many negative beliefs standing in the way of what is truly possible when a part of the mind is rebelling, digging in its feet and saying, I cannot do that. This is impossible for me. To do what you want puts me at risk and might even be fatal. When you are fighting with a part of the deep subconscious holding such views, it will win because it controls the physical body and all your emotions. And what might happen is, if you try through willpower to override inner misgivings, you might end up incapacitated with a nervous breakdown, or truly crippling panic attacks, or a state of such chronic anxiety becomes intolerable to keep going. And there may be an erosion of physical health from that internal stress that shortens your lifespan. And this indeed is a way of escaping, but at a very, very high price indeed. Perpetrators are on a similar treadmill of only being able to do what they know. 
that what they have found seems to work for them. And it is often a surrender to an inner impulse to take a shortcut, to take a risk of some kind through harming others, because that is an expedient way to gain something for the self and are trapped in a non-rewarding life in the end. Sooner or later, they will hit a wall they cannot get over or force their way through. And there may be a very painful consequence. This is a healing opportunity as well. What is needed is divine intervention in most cases. This can be arranged through empowered prayer in knowing what to ask for, how to ask, and ways to leverage that intention for the greatest possible divine support. The Lightworker Healing Protocol is a comprehensive series of healing requests designed to truly address every potential source of negativity that can befall a person whether they are a perpetrator, victim, or a combination of the two. This will right the wrongs carried out by them or enacted against them in ways that will truly rebalance things. By healing what is out of alignment and what the causal elements were that contributed to the travesty. This is because it is fully empowered to enlist help of the divine across time domains and every potential source of influence on a person. All the lives they have lived and all their family members, their soul collective of compatriots, all their perpetrators, as well as all the collective sources of energy, good and bad, connecting them to the Akashic records and the collective unconscious, as well as the ancestral and cultural beliefs they may carry within, which are a liability in many cases, All is fair game for healing if one knows how to go about it and make the requests. This is what has been missing all through the ages, that humans have been in ignorance, and deliberately so, through corruption and manipulation by the interlopers. It is time for you to break out and break free. Use the profound wisdom we are now teaching through the representatives of Get Wisdom to step into your power, reclaim your divine purpose, and be a force for good that once and for all can solve the problem of evil. This is worth living for and worth dying for if necessary, for you will die only to live again in a better, more effective, and more glorious future. Your soul is immortal, and so are you, but you are not living like it. You are settling for the mediocrity of your mediocre world and its many deliberate constraints. You can invite us to help you reach a better path, and it will change everything about your life and your destiny. So there's a lot to consider here. You know, Creator in this channeling talks about how you're not going to win a power of, of a willpower contest with your deep subconscious, you know. So this idea that you can just will yourself out of your dilemma uh, is not entirely true. You, you need assistance. You need to have that trauma dealt with in a way that's effective. And really, the divine realm is the best way to do that. And you need to ask for that assistance. And the best way to ask for that is effective prayer that you can learn about by downloading our prayer book, getwisdom.com slash prayer. And the Lightworker Healing Protocol, learn about it, download our, our ebook, getwisdom.com slash LHP. The Lightworker Healing Protocol is really the answer, Carl. Yes, and we have practitioners who can do sessions for you. You can purchase help and tell us your issues. We'll look into them. I help many high-level 
victims and perpetrators both. And it's, it's quite a challenge, but the divine is up to the challenge. But you got to get started. So yes. why wait? Start now, because that'll work in your favor all through your life to make yeah. it better. Asking for help is a lot easier than people think it is. You know, to, to help yourself requires a high-level belief quotient. That could be difficult to get, whatever dilemma you're in. But you could always reach out to others who have the belief quotient to be able to ask for effective assistance and get that. So check out our practitioners. Check out GetWisdom.com. Uh, we have a healing tab on our menu that you can go to and you can uh, look at our healing services that are available as well as learning about this. You know, it's not just us end with a radio show. Go to GetWisdom.com. You can become a participant member. It's eternally free. And you can check out the Get Wisdom Divine database where we have thousands of questions uh, and answers available for people to look up right now, Carl. Yes, and a variety of ebooks talking about various aspects of the current reality information that's been hidden and needs to come out so people know truly what we're dealing with. We're under siege here, but the good news is God is on our side and we can call on it to help. The problem is people aren't doing it enough. That's a test of us and a challenge for us to solve. Solve it we will. I really believe that. Thanks, everybody. That's it for this week's Wisdom. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 